0: Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske. Hello my friends, welcome to episode 67 of the Sample Chapter Podcast, Jason A. Meiske here and what a wonderful, wonderful conversation I've got with urban contemporary fantasy author SMU's coming up in just a few minutes and it is so much fun and I say that not only because he writes amazing stories but also because and I've been trying a long time to get him on here so I'm very very excited that we finally got him pinned down and you are in for a great conversation and a very exciting chapter if I do say so myself so stay tuned just a few minutes away from that interview but first let me extend the happiest Of wishes to all of you mothers out there listening to the show. Happy belated Mother's Day. I hope your weekend was a good one. I hope you got a chance to be with your loved ones and that uh, you got to hear from them at least if you didn't get to see them. Uh, I made a special trip over the weekend to go up and see my mother because I knew Sunday I was going to be preoccupied. I had to go to a I had to go to my my nephew's graduation. Oh my gosh what why why have why have graduation On Mother's Day, oh my gosh! And apparently that happened a lot. You know what? It's I'm not going to get on a soapbox. We're not going to talk about that. But (laughs) point being, I knew I was going to be busy on Mother's Day, so I made a trip up to see her on Saturday, and it was a really great time. And uh, you know, I was just really, really happy to see her. So you know, not that not that my mom listens, but if she ever does hear this episode, to my mother, Happy Mother's Day again, and I love you, mom. I hope all of you listening did reach out to your mothers. If if you can, you know, make sure that you do so. Even if you're hearing this episode months down the road, you know, it could be August when you catch this episode. You know, because all of our shows are are still in there and you can listen to them anytime. So, if you're hearing this episode for the first time and it's months down the road and you haven't talked to your mom in a while, take an opportunity to pick up the phone after you get done with this and uh, go ahead and give her a call. remind her that you're thinking of her and uh, that you love her, because, you know, moms are important. We should celebrate them every day of the year, not just just one time. Anyway, like I said, my weekend was uh, pretty busy. It's not just the weekend, but the last, oh my, two weeks has just been brutal. Uh, You know, I said last week I got to do, finally got to start doing some editing, which (laughs) lasted about a day, and then my Day job turned into twelve-hour days and full nights at home. Just so much stuff going on, and I yeah I haven't uh, haven't done any work since last week on my uh, on my story. But uh, I uh, yeah it it's finally going to be letting up this week, so I'm looking forward to diving in, and we'll see. You know, it's hoping for the best that I can meet my personal deadline of June to uh, have this book ready, and uh, you'll be the first to know if it's, if it's going to make it. But, uh, it, you know, either way, I'll make sure and let you all know when my new book is ready. The good thing is, though, is the YouTube channel is up and is working well. It's uh, automatically updating my uh, my new episodes when they come out. So if you're following us on iTunes, you know, if you're downloading it automatically like I do with podcasts, You know, that's wonderful. I really appreciate you doing that. But go over, make sure you go over and check out the YouTube channel because, as I've said before, that's where I think it's a very magical time uh, because you can see what the book cover is. For every one of these episodes, you can go in and see what the book cover was for that, that author, you know, the story that they read. And, you know, I tell you what, there are some amazing book covers. And so, you know, you don't want to miss out. Uh, you know, also on the YouTube channel, there's, off to the side, you can see other shows that we follow, uh, shows that we recommend. Some of them are previous guests uh, who have their own podcasts or YouTube channels, and you can see some of those on there. We're still going through and adding more as, we, <laughs> as time presents itself. But, uh, you know, some of them that you can catch on there also are friends of the show, friends that uh, were part of their network, which is, of course, Pop Goes to Culture. And uh, you can click on that link, so you, that way it's really easy to go in and, and see what their shows are like. They feature shows just like the title of the network, uh, Pop Goes the Culture. There's also uh, the Alamo Backlot that I really enjoy, and uh, some, uh, some really cool guys over at Back in Time Podcast. And, you know, just really, really cool uh, wealth of shows at the website. So start there at YouTube. You can check out Pop Goes the Culture follow their links and um, or you can just click on the link at the end of this episode and uh, go straight to their website and you can see all of those i also want to give a great big thank you to our longtime sponsor you store all they are number one in self-storage in the warrensburg area you know i've been talking for oh my gosh almost a year now about the upgrades they've been doing at their satellite facility on the south side of town and those are Just about complete. They tore down a small building that they had and have in its place put up two massive climate control buildings. Uh one of them is already open. Uh the new building is going to be open in just a couple weeks as of this recording. So make sure you check them out online at Ustoreall.net. That is the letter U S T O R A L L dot net. Lots of wonderful things. Like I said, it's climate control, which is true climate control air conditioning, heating, and dehumidification, computerized locks on the, uh, the doors, on the uh, gate out front, because it's completely fenced in, uh, getting ready to install 15 more cameras, I believe is what the manager was telling me, so that's going to bring them up to over 60 cameras, close to 70 cameras, I think, between the two facilities, awesome stuff, if you want to make sure your goods are still where you left them when you come back, make sure you check out you store all, I also want to thank our, our other big sponsor, Scrivener. Uh, they have amazing writing software. I highly recommend it. Uh, as you've heard me talk about before, I use not only their desktop, which is, is I have downloaded on my desktop computer, I have it downloaded to my laptop, the desktop version. Uh, both of those are linked with a uh, cloud service and you know it's anywhere i want to anytime i want to pick it up there right there's where i left off i also have their scrivener app for my phone so that way anytime if i'm at the movies like when i finished my latest book i can open it up there and again it just opens up right where i left off so that way i can continue awesome awesome stuff you're gonna hear a great ad for them here real soon where i I let's face it i say it's great because i did it (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, namely what you don't want to miss in that ad is the special coupon code that you can use. If you're interested in getting the Scrivener software for yourself, if you're an author looking for a way to really organize your stuff, to really get your story down. Oh man, you've got to try this stuff out. So listen in for the commercial and, uh, hear that, uh, that special coupon code last year i got to talk a little bit about the writers of warrensburg the special group that i'm in the writers group that i'm in here in the warrensburg area uh we did a workshop we do one each year we have another one coming up june 8th uh that is a it's the second saturday of june this year and we're like i said we're going to be doing another one this is our oh my gosh fourth yeah this is our fourth annual so it, it's going to be a really great time i'm very humbled in that they've asked me to come and and uh, i'm going to be one of their speakers this year i'm going to be doing a presentation on uh, podcasting as an author and it, i'm looking forward to it it's gonna be a lot of fun there's gonna be a lot of really really great and very talented authors uh much more talented than i am <laughs> doing presentations on the real work uh you know on of writing and such and it's going to be a really good time Afterwards, we head over to Reader's World. We're going to be doing a book signing over there. So if you're interested in attending the workshop and then coming over to the book signing, either or or both, uh, you know, I, I don't have a specific way for you to look it up yet. Uh, I will get something posted as soon as I can. But if you're interested in uh, coming to the Warrensburg area June 8th, reach out to us at SampleChapterPodcast at gmail.com, and I will hook you up with information of how to... Uh, Get signed up for that. Okay. There is a fee for it, but that's going to cover your your full day and a lunch. And it's, I promise you, it's going to be a fun time. But spots are filling up fast. So reach out to me. Let me know if you're interested. And uh, we'll get you you there. You're going to hear my guest today, SM Muse. He and I talk about it because actually that's where I met uh, Mr. Muse a couple years ago. I think it was at the inaugural one, the very first one that we did. Uh, Four years ago now, wow, and uh, that's where we first met. That's where I first heard about uh, his books. His his, uh, first in a series, Gathering Darkness, uh, is where I picked up a copy of that and got to read it. We've been friends ever since, uh, talking a lot, and I've been trying to get him on here. Uh, Mr. Muse and I, we have a uh, we have a great discussion on things like. Well, you know, there's a recurring theme with him and other authors that I've had in the past where. You started writing, uh, you know, he actually wrote a book back in the late 80s, early 90s, and uh, it did well. But uh, unfortunately, life got in the way and he had to put writing aside for a, a spell, got picked it back up about six years ago or so. And, uh, you know, now he's back into it and he's doing really well. Uh, we talk about that. We talk about advice when he that he got from Frank L. Hubbard when he met him. great stuff he's got some great books coming out uh the first two books of his summer people series has uh have already been released uh the first one back in i think it was january second book just came out here at the end of april and third in the series is coming out sometime in june he hasn't quite nailed down the date for it yet so as soon as we know something we'll let you know as always you know i, I kind of ramble on a little bit much so here at the beginning so i'm going to cut myself off and uh, go back and edit some of this out so i don't ramble so much and uh, let's get just on over to our interview with smus right after a word from our sponsor jason here hey i wanted to take a moment and tell you about my favorite writing tool Scribner. As a bonus for Sample Chapter Podcast listeners, use code CHAPTER for 20% off your desktop version. Scrivener writing software, built by writers for writers. Hello, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Sample Chapter Podcast. This week I've got another very special guest, and you know I say that about a lot of authors that I have on the show, and it's true—they are all—they're all very special to me. But you know, this week is, uh, is special because it's—it's it's another author that I do know and that I've known for some time now. Uh, but it's funny that we've been this this long of a time, and when we've yet to be able to connect to get on the show. But today I finally roped him in and got him on the show. It is urban contemporary and fantasy author S. M. Muse. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me,
1: Jason. I appreciate it. I know half that of not connecting is, is me ducking out on you from time to
0: time, but you got me cornered at the signing last week, so thank you for that. <laughs> it's my pleasure. I knew I was going to get a chance to. I, I was tempted to bring my equipment and be like, okay, we're going to do it right here with the crowd around us. And like, no, no, hold on, people. You're not buying this book right now. We're doing an interview. So. <laughs> <laughs> we should have done that. I think that they would have enjoyed that. We'd had a lot of uh, fans there so because it, it was a very good showing. That might've been fun. That might've been fun. I might have to do that sometime and just get a, get a bunch of authors together and everybody read little snippets of their book or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Yep.
0: Well, go ahead and uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, um, like I said SM Muse. I've been writing for a long time. I've been writing since, uh, Oh my gosh, it, I was real little. Um, I've been a reader more than I've been a writer. I've uh, always been to have a reader. Comic books were my fascination. Uh, you know, I would tie a towel around my neck and uh, be, um, and of course, then I started picking up some books and started reading along the lines of that, uh, which was kind of amazing because up to that time, I read a lot of scientific stuff like how to build rocket motors, stuff like that. Um, a story I was talking about that's kind of funny is uh, I think I remember this was probably been in fourth or fifth grade and you know you get to go to the library and to me that was the magic place right go to the library Mm. and all these books there's all this knowledge and all these amazing stories out there to read and I'm getting called actually I called into the um, head librarian's office with my teacher because I was checking out two books at a time and they actually grilled me one was on rocket propulsion I remember that and the other one was a fantasy book. I don't remember the title of it. But it could have been Lloyd Alexander's Black Cauldron or something like that. But they sat there and they said, Why are you checking out these two books? And I'm like, uh, because I like reading. <laughs> and I'm like, right? And they were like, Well, I don't it just something doesn't seem right. It's actually grilled me. They took each book and said, Okay, chapter two, you know, it's talking about this, blah, 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 and everything. And I answered the questions. And I remember afterwards thinking, that's weird. I almost got in trouble for wanting to read books. I don't quite understand that. <laughs> but uh, no, since then, at that time, uh, it just increased there. I fell in love with Stephen King. I met Kirk Herbert when I was in uh, high school, which was absolutely, totally amazing. And he's the one that really, really turned me on to the whole writing thing, because he asked me that question when I met him. because uh, he's the author of Dune. He sat there and, says, and he asked me, do you write? And I said, I don't. And he goes, well, why don't you? And at that point there, I asked myself, well, well I don't I write. So I've been writing ever since.
0: Oh, my gosh. That is so awesome. You get you get advice from Stephen King. You could do much worse. So I mean, you got to listen to what he's <laughs> saying, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. And and same thing with Frank Herbert. You know, anytime
1: you get advice from those two guys there, it's, it's a good thing.
0: Mm. Oh, my gosh. So now, did they give you any ideas, or where do these ideas that uh, that you write about come from?
1: A lot of these ideas, um, I always sit there and say, a lot of times, I just, um, I have dreams, and out of these dreams come these stories, these characters, they, uh, mainly it's the characters that appear first. The storyline is always secondary compared to the characters. Uh, always people, you know, of course, author to author, it doesn't sound so crazy, right? When we sit there and say the characters tell us what's going on, and we're just like scribes running along beside him and trying to write it all down as fast as we possibly can. But that's the way it appears, it. You I know, mean, that's the way it happens a lot of times. So it usually begins with a character. And from there, the story just develops around him. I don't plot anything out, I don't make a lot of notes anywhere, which uh, comes back to Hachi sometimes when you go back and re edit the books <laughs> and tie it all together, of course. But um, the characters will kind of, you know, you work them into situations, they'll work themselves out. And finding the, find their own solutions and sometimes amaze you. I remember making notes in the when I used to write everything, I'd type everything on a laptop now, but when I used to write everything and my margins a lot, there'd be notes like, why did they say this? Or what brother are they, are they talking about? And it's kind of cool how they become they take on a life of their own.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So now, and your first book was uh, that was called uh, Best of the Midwest. Is that right?
1: Yep, Best of Midwest. was an anthology. It was put out, man, probably in the 80s. Uh, and that was more my, my first book signing um, I've chatting with you about uh, and it was actually straight horror. I At that time, I really wanted my fantasy stuff to to step out, but I had a lot of people clamoring for the horror side of me. So uh, <laughs> even though they sat there and they go like, I can't believe you'd write something like that. I remember thinking like my parents can never read this stuff, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, that was my very first foray. And after that, um, I stepped out and didn't do anything except raise kids and a family until about 2011. That's when uh, Arab Nostalgia came out, The Gathering Darkness, the very first one of that urban contemporary fantasy series.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, this was this was amazing to me because you're a uh, Missouri, Kansas guy, and you're you're writing about New York and, and foreign countries as well. And as somebody who read uh, Arab Nostalgia, I was really surprised with the the feel, like it, it felt like I was in some of those, like some of the gutters and the, the the area of New York. So, have you been there?
1: Now, that's the funny thing. Up to that point, no, I have never. I had <laughs> probably never even left the state of Missouri up to that point. But uh, you know, internet is a wonderful thing. I remember sitting there, going down and doing that little map. You know, you can drop the guy in Google Maps and take a look mm-hmm. around. And stuff like that and wanting it to feel so authentic that I just researched and read and researched and read you know and pretty soon it all starts coming together in your mind and then luckily um, my wife and I we direct a junior high senior high camps, and we took 55 kids on what we call historic caravan which actually took us to New York and around the Statue of Liberty I'd miss that on Central Park gosh darn it I'd <laughs> love to actually visit because that's a big huge scene in my book yes yes yeah getting there but I remember walking those streets, going like, "Man, this is a God thing." Because there's just absolutely no way that it just seems. It's like, "Man, I did write it sitting here." You know, <laughs> <And> there's so <laughs> definitely cool. And I, I think as a comment, thank you very much. Like I said, for having never been there, that, that's great. And of course, I haven't ever left, left the continent of the United States. So uh, when I'm over in Britain, you know, who knows?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely captured the feel of of New York, and then uh, your scenes. Uh, for Europe but I mean it certainly had that feel as well and very very cool stuff tell us a little bit about Arab Nostalgia like what is what is this story?
1: Uh, Arab Nostalgia it all started out I remember sitting there it's like a it's like says, one of those dreams and I can't remember exactly it used to be that like in the very first chapter I think it's not even included in the book anymore but it's like on November 17th um, just a few weeks before Christmas uh, Philip would meet his father very very first time and never even realize it. I remember sitting here thinking, with just that one little sentence right there, that was where the story developed from, because I started asking myself, you know, why is he, first of all, why is he wandering the streets of New York, why is he wandering the streets of New York, and why hasn't he met his father, why would he have not ever met him before, and from there, this story developed at that point there, you know, all of a sudden, he's in search for his father, um, who he ends up meeting, but doesn't realize that's his son, and then the story just develops in there. You start finding about all these, uh, this darker conspiracy, I guess you could sit there say, that's trying to keep them separated. You're not getting anything away, but you know you realize that, that he's actually come forward, that uh, his father put himself in self-imposed exile uh, for 400 years into the future and just wandering around the streets of New York with amnesia. And so from there, the story just took off and went crazy.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was definitely out there. And, But but at the same time, like, I couldn't put it down either. It it really was riveting, and especially, I think, the last half of it, I was just nonstop, like, up till late at night trying to finish as much as I could. So it was a very well-done book, and I highly recommend everybody go out there and and, uh, pick up a copy of this. And it it continues into – you've got the other books in the series, Kalen's Tale and The Gathering Darkness are all – now, they're not exactly – sequels they're like other parts of the story would that be a good way to put it
1: uh, that wouldn't be a good way to put it caitlin's tale kind of started Kaylin uh, becomes a main character as theo's uh, fiance and she goes off on an adventure of her own that really ties in with the entire storyline i remember writing it off to the side thinking it's gonna be like book 2.5 but it really became book two mm. and then the third the actual sequel to wrap up i'm 97 um, percent of it is complete Uh, I've re-edited a lot of it. I tightened up the storyline. Hopefully that's coming out before the end of this year so I can wrap that trilogy up and be done with it. So, yeah, Caitlin's Tale expands the story, it adds to the story, and it continues the story. Book three, though, does pick up immediately following the last sentence of book one.
0: Oh, okay. Yep. All right. And that would explain it because The Gathering Darkness I have not read yet. So, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right well your latest series uh the summer people tell us about this
1: the summer people that that came about that was entirely a dream i remember in the dream uh sitting there two well two things i'll back it up because it was a dream but the very opening section of that entire story was something that happened to me in, in real life when i was a little um the dream part of it was I remember we sitting here walking through this dream, walking through tall grass in a, in a wagon trail with woods all around me. And there's like the Renaissance festival, right? People dressed in costume and are all got these gypsy style wagons around us. And I remember walking up and talking to someone called the lady, which was like this uh, lady who was like their, I don't know when she spoke her real musical voice, and everything, you know how dreams are. They can be really strange and all this kind of stuff. Hmm. And, um, She's sitting there, and in this dream, she's sitting there telling me that everything's fine, everything's okay, and just take a look around. I remember looking around in a dream, and the world looked really beyond normal. You know, like when the, there's storm clouds above me, and the sun breaks down below, and it's got that kind of golden magical radiance that fills up everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kind of what was happening in the dream. And, um, and there was a guy who bumped into me in a dream, and he had, if you look at his skin and the light only... You to see what looked almost like scales on his face, the Sibylont, which was the name of the – even in my dream was the name of the people. And that's where he found out that they had taken the summer people, which were the gypsy people, right? They had actually uh, surrendered their king to stop a war a long time ago, and it was being held by the Sibylont. And the Sibylont was kind of keeping everything under control at that time, which just kind of took a lot of the magic out of the world, took the, the luster off of it. And that was kind of the whole – beginning of that storyline was like I wanted to develop that whole thing out but the first chapter actually starts when I was little me and my brother and a friend of ours called Festus we were at a Cub Scout camp in the winter time and then we were at a church I remember the three of us wandered outside it was snowing really heavy mm-hmm. and we had wandered out through the woods and we crossed a couple of streams. you know how kids are right we got sticks we're about there battling imaginary dragons and who knows what else going on And uh, I remember looking around, darkness was starting to fall, and we were lost. And it snowed so heavy that we couldn't see our footprints Hmm. and feeling so super lost. And the three of us, it took us a long time to get back. And by the time, the adults were all looking for us. But that's actually the whole first chapter of the book because that scene has stuck with me my entire life because I remember that. (laughs) I remember the fear I felt. Oh, wow. It it just seemed to really fit the story very, very well. So that is the first opening chapter, uh, first couple chapters of The Summer People
0: hmm and it's interesting because like we were just discussing before the show began about talking about fears and how that can drive us it can keep us away and it can also drive us uh to different things and whether it's you know whether it's putting out a book or uh or uh you know talking to somebody or whatever it's it's always amazing to me what fear can do good and bad in our lives so that's i think that's pretty awesome that you were able to collect those feelings that you had and, and put them into a story for other people to go, Oh, you know what? I, I can relate to this.
1: Right. Yep. And, and I've always, that's what I've always liked about writing. You know, it's uh, you know, sometimes what they say, you know, you can slip between the covers of a book and get lost, you know, become one with the story. And that's, that's the best time when the author can, and I've always, always amazed me and I've read all these amazing authors and, you know, Jace, you're an amazing author yourself.
0: Oh, thank you. Uh, Checks you can, in the mail, buddy.
1: That's right. Okay, there you go. When you can sit there and and read a page and suddenly you look up and an hour has passed or a chapter, right? And you don't know where the time's gone because you're so immersed into the writing. And yeah. I guess the greatest compliment that an author can hear is like, man, I read your book and I looked up and four hours, hours later, I should have been doing something. Or it's like two in the morning now and I just couldn't put it down. That's the best compliment, I think, more than anything.
0: Amen. Amen. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Going back into your summer, people. So you've got uh, it's going to be a three book series at least. I know you've got a third one coming soon.
1: Right. Um, it's I'm pl- I've been playing around. I've always kind of wanted to do it here. Back when the and Stephen King released The Green Mile, he kind of went back to what something they used to do. I think early on, like what they call serialized novels. Mm-hmm. Um, Roger zelani was a really awesome uh, science fiction author. You know. The world lost a light when he went, and you know, when he, when he lost his battle. Um, but he wrote like the Chronicles of Amber, and I just remember that it was like a nine book series, but they were very short. And so I thought, I've never experimented with that kind of writing before. So I w- wonder what it'd be like if I put out novels like The Summer People like 147 pages long, and the book two is 152 pages long, and it looks like it's going to be about a, either a four or five book series because it's still being fleshed out. I finished. Oh, it but wow. you know as you go back and, and dig into it again you know it, more and more life fills out you know the bones start getting muscle and organs and all that kind of stuff as the monster starts to come to life if you know per se but mm-hmm. um i've just been experimenting with that serialized novel and i really like that um short cliffhanger type writing novel so
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's my try it's my trial i may never do it again uh or we'll see how it
0: works out well, you know, there's a big push right now for a, a lot of nostalgic feel. Uh, people are looking back to the old trade paperbacks. You know, the you stick it in your back pocket, the the quick reads, the things that you could just pull out and read at a bus stop or whatever. And I mean, this would be seems like it'd be a really great selection for that if they if they do start bringing these back.
1: Yeah, and and was it everybody I've read or everybody I've talked to about it who's read it. Uh, you know about two, two and a half hours. If you just sit down and read it, you can read the whole thing. The first book cover to cover in two, two and a half hours.
0: That's awesome.
1: Nice, quick read.
0: Yeah. So all right. So the first one I know is out cause I've got a copy and got you to sign it. Thank you very much. No, no problem. <laughs> and the second one is out. Uh, when does a uh, book three come out?
1: Book three um, I've, uh, I'm putting the wraps up on it right now. The cover artwork seems to be complete uh i'm hoping to have it out i'm going to sit there and say probably it's either going to be end of this month or the middle of next month uh because these books they're crazy you know before like my first book it took a while to write that but these books have been about every 45 days for some strange unknown reason (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's just happening and and so, uh, so I'm trying to keep to that schedule about every 45 days until the, the, the final one comes out. Because I don't want to leave anybody hanging. Nobody wants to do a George Martin, even though, <laughs> though it would be fantastic to have that, right? I mean, we all want that. That's the kind of success we would like to have. But, uh, you know, I, I want to finish it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely <laughs> well at, at risk of sounding a little cheesy here i'd say you've definitely got a little muse within yourself that has certainly come out of late because you have been very prolific and it's it's really great to see you, buddy
1: yeah uh, i appreciate it thank you thank you
0: uh where can people find you
1: uh right now i just created a new website it's smusing.com, dot smusing.com so if you hit me there, that'll take you to. I got a blog site that's uh, that you can shoot off of from there, and it also has my Facebook and all my social media links. And I'd love for people to visit, leave comments.
0: Fantastic! Yes, and I will make sure to have links to all of this in the show notes. So everybody, make sure you click those links and uh, and follow him along because it's it's fantastic stuff. There we go. I,
1: I, again, I, I appreciate it, man. I, I thank
0: you. <laughs> no problem. Well, hey, uh, this has been a blast. I I love getting to uh, chat with you whenever we can, and uh, hopefully, coming up here in June, uh, we'll we'll get you over at the uh, Writers of Warrensburg event, and uh, we'll both be sitting down with uh, with new books again. That would be really awesome.
1: Yes, that would that would be amazing.
0: <laughs> and well, it's always
1: it's always it's always wonderful talking to you, Jason. I mean, what you're doing here is fantastic. You know, you're giving the people an opportunity to sit there and to hear from the authors themselves, and you know, it's just really cool. It just, it takes a somebody who seems far away and faceless and puts a face and a voice to him. So it's great what you're doing.
0: Uh, well, thank you so much. So uh, It means a lot to me. And even if nobody was listening, I'd still be doing this just for myself. So, yeah, awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, uh, I'm going to step aside and hand the floor over to my friend, SMU's with the summer people. All right. The summer people, I'm going to be reading a section from chapter three.
1: And at this point, um, like I said before, my, um, my hero of my story, Jake, and uh, has been lost in the woods. He's run across a couple of twins named Ash and Eli, mysterious strangers. And in all of all this, they're in the middle of the woods. It's late at night. They're lost. They can't find their way back because it's snowing so heavily. And so they're trying to figure a way out. They're trying to figure a way to get back home again. So that's where chapter three kind of picks up. And here we go. This is it. I still think it's best we wait the storm out here, Eli added. One, we're pretty much out of the wind, and two, the snow finally seems to be tapering off, and it's a whole lot darker now than it was before. I think the more we wander around, the more lost we become. Jake agreed. They had been walking for quite some time, and they still hadn't crossed that second string yet, which told Jake that they were probably walking in circles still which means we're still just as lost, if not more so than before, he murmured. At his words, alarm flared in Ash's eyes. Seeing this caused him to swallow and swear to keep his opinions to himself in the future. After all, she was just a little girl and afraid enough for the three of them. Tears began threatening at the corners of his eyes. The more he thought about their situation, the less hopeful at seeing they would ever find their way home, at least until the sun rose in the morning but that would mean sleeping outside in the middle of a Montana winter with no blankets and no fire, nothing to keep them warm. It was already so cold he could barely feel his toes and Ash and Eli were surely just as cold, if not more so. He was about to say more when a sudden reflection caught his eye. Something was moving off to his left, something close to the ground, something completely silent. His mind immediately went back to the wolves howling. What if the pack had found them somehow? What if they were already surrounded? He clapped his hand across Ash and Eli's mouths, fear running rampant, his stomach in a knot. Shush, he hissed. Something is out there. He could barely stand it. He was so scared. The beating in his chest, so strong, so loud. It was deafening. Ash, desperately looked around before burying her face in her brother's coat. Could it be the sibilant? she whispered. Have they found us already? Sibba, what? Jake wondered. In response to Ash's words, Eli looked afraid, but defiant as well. He seemed ready to fight or flee, whichever opportunity presented itself first. As for Jake, he was just plain afraid and would do anything to wake up and realize this was just some bad dream he was having. But he was already awake, and this wasn't a dream. On top of that, he hadn't a clue as to who this or what this symbol was that Ash was mentioned, only that it made her and Eli very afraid. And if they were afraid, he was about to question more when there was again, a light, a movement, just out of the corner of his eye. Ash immediately grabbed his hand as if she'd seen it too. When he looked in that direction, though, he saw nothing, only darkness. What the heck, he muttered. He was about to motion to Eli to look in that direction when all of a sudden, Fairy fire, breathed Eli. What? Ignatius Fadius, one of the twilight twang. Only this time, Eli wasn't talking to him, but to himself, and he was staring off into the night, off to the right. Sure enough, by following his line of sight, Jake caught sight of what appeared to be a flicker of light dancing under the trees and in between the snowflakes. As soon as his eyes began to focus in on the spot, however, it would vanish. So, not wolves after all, but something else entirely. How do you know what it is, he asked. Eli immediately shushed him, one fingertip over his lips. Okay, he thought. Then how do you know what it is, he whispered. At this point, Eli turned around to face him, a look of, really? I just asked you to be quiet, and your only answer is to whisper the same question again. In return, he answered Eli's look with one of his own. One way or another, I want to know, he said, he could be just as stubborn when he wanted to be. In response, Eli started to turn away, thought twice about it, then leaned in close. Dad used to tell us stories about them, he began, fingers gripping his sister's left shoulder. The rest, I looked up on the internet. Jake was about to say more, questioned Eli further when he realized Ash was still holding his hand. It wasn't uncomfortable at all to be this close to a girl, so he squeezed her hand back. In response, she smiled, her eyes never leaving his face. Then, the fire was among
0: them. All right, I don't know about you, but I am curling up with this book tonight. I need to find out what's going to happen next, because that was thrilling. That was SM Muse reading a sample chapter from The Summer People, book one. It is available right now. Book two is already out as well. Book three is coming soon. Don't forget to check out the links for uh, Mr. Muse, his website, follow him. And you can also find the links for all of our friends and sponsors of the show. Don't forget to also check out the show on YouTube and make sure you subscribe there or on iTunes so that way each week you don't miss out when we come back with a new author, a new book, and a new sample chapter. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week.